Hey guys, what's up? It's Silates, and welcome back to the Cyclone Recruiting Podcast. I got to start off by saying thank you guys for this past week. This past week has been insane. We've had a lot of commitments, a lot of other types of shows, fun things. And I looked at the numbers today and they're off the charts. Several thousands of downloads. It was crazy, crazy. Over the past week, several thousand downloads. And I thought I just I, I thought I'd take time just to say thank you guys for listening. I when I started this, I'd kind of I thought that, you know, I'd be talking in my house to 10 people and I'd keep doing it that way, but I thought that's what it would ever become. It, it's become more than that much faster than I thought. I mean, we've only been doing this for two months and it's gotten in my eyes huge. It's crazy. It's crazy. And guess what? It kind of inspired my fiance to start her own YouTube channel. And she already has like 20,000 views. So I'm kind of just sitting here like, mm. okay. But she she's one of those Instagram people. So she already had a big following, like 100,000 people. So anyway, I'm super excited for this episode. We're talking about the defense Wrapping kind of the status report of this defense for the 2022 class. But first, I just want to let you guys know, if you want to join the group chat, DM me on Twitter. Let's have a conversation. I'm probably going to have a little uh, this weekend sometime. I'm going to hop on there on a voice chat. I was going to do tomorrow night, but I realized that I have something going on. Um, Let's do it over the weekend. Let's hop on for about an hour, chat about Cyclones, whatever you want. Yeah, come join the fun. Without further ado, let's just let's just get into this. This I'm I like offense a lot. Okay, don't get me wrong. Defense is probably my favorite cuz every one of those guys like is high flying. It's awesome. I, oh man, I can't wait. Okay. Let's just get right into it. Let's just get right into the position of question. Probably on the whole team right now. There's probably three positions of question. Wide receiver, but we kind of, there's kind of, if you follow recruiting, you follow this podcast, you know that wide receiver, we're just waiting. We're just playing a waiting game. Running back, we're kind of wondering, like, who's it going to be, you know? But this position right now, that we're going to talk about. Defensive tackle? This is kind of the spotlight right now. Or if, or kind of for me and, and the, peop, the fans of the podcast. We're wondering, okay, who's this defensive tackle going to be? Kind of recap. We missed on two guys, two four-star guys. Really, really good players. Dominic Orange. He's out of Kansas City. I believe that the other guy's out of Kansas City too. Marquise Gracial. We missed on those guys. Those guys had offers everywhere, Michigan, Oregon. Gracial had Alabama, a couple other ones, big ones. We were in Gracial's top five. Think about that. We were in a top five with the home state SEC school in Mizzou, which he later committed to. Alabama, Oregon. There's another team in there. might have been Ole Miss. I can't remember. And Iowa State. How, 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 how many times before? 
have we been in a top five like that? Not many. Not many. That was already a good sign. We didn't land him. We're not going to get him. I don't think we flip him. He came for an official visit, so that's good. That's a good sign. But guess what? I, I, wouldn't, I don't think we're going to land him. That's going to be a hard flip. In-state, SEC, four-star, hometown kid. He's kind of the poster child of that. One of the poster childs of that recruiting class. Eli Drinkwitz is a pretty good coach. It's going to be a really hard flip if we want to make that happen. I don't even know if we're going to make I don't even know if we want to make that happen. Who knows? Who knows? We're going hard after two guys that we'll talk about in a second. Dominic Orange, I know he came on an official – or not an official, unofficial visit. I'm, I'm not sure how it went. I don't know if he's going to come here. I think that ship has sailed too. We can't be hoping on that one. We're going to land one guy this class. Who it is, I don't know. But let's talk about this. Iowa State has a legitimate shot at a guy, if you would have told me two years ago that we would be going after, we'd be in the running, we'd be in the top two or three, you know, the final, like one of the finalists, I would have told you you're crazy. I would have probably told you you were crazy if you told me that we got an official visit out of him. A four-star defensive tackle in, in state? No way he's going to look at Iowa State. Of course not. No, he'd look elsewhere, of course. But guess what? We have a lot of things going for us. We have Eli Rashid. We have Matt Campbell. We have John Haycock. We have a great defense. We have a great strength and conditioning coach. We have great facilities. We have great – everything's great now. <laughs> Could you imagine that? That's going to be kind of the theme of this – like a lot of these shows is, look how great we are now. Isn't that crazy? Anyway, this guy's name is Hunter Deo. He's out of Lewis Central, down Council Bluffs. I mean, where do I begin with him? I mean, he he is – an exceptional, exceptional defensive tackle. He's a four-star by all the services. He's a really, really interesting player because I think that if he wanted to, he could play defensive end. Obviously, he can play defensive tackle, and that's kind of what we're recruiting him for. And even if we needed him to, and this would not – let's just say it this way. If you would tell me that a Power 5 team was recruiting him at guard, not saying nose guard, I mean offensive guard, right guard, left guard, I'll tell you, yeah, I can see that. He's an exceptional talent at guard as well. He can play both ways. When you look at him, you go, wow, that kid is 17 years old. That kid looks like he's 26. He's got a full beard, man. He... He's like a grizzly man. But guess what? He plays. He plays like a 220 pound defensive end. That's super fast. He's, he's an incredible talent, incredible talent. He's a wrestler. He's a shot putter. Really good at both. 
state championship level at both. He's awesome. I, I think that if Iowa State pulls off this recruiting battle, this probably would be the biggest recruiting win in a long time. We've had a couple this year with Andrew Keller. We've had another one with Dalen Haysert. A few other guys. We'll get to the linebackers in a second. I think Hunter Deo would be the biggest. Because he's so good. He's a four-star guy. One of the best players in the state. And he is in incredible talent. Whoever gets this guy is going to be very, very happy. When I look at him, a player that I would compare him to is Kenny Clark. You know, he's very fast to be a defensive tackle. He's very, he has great acceleration, great quickness, and he's big. He's about 295, 290, 295. I mean, he's everything. If you ask John Haycock, please draw up your perfect defensive tackle nose guard for this Iowa State offense. It would be a guy who's about 6'3", which he is. A guy who's about, who can be about two, or 305 to 315, which is where he'll get to. He's 220. He's... 290, 295 right now, he'll add 20 pounds in college. That's not hard. And they, he'd say, get a guy that's super quick on his feet. He can shoot the gap, can do all that. Can make a pass rush. Can make a pass rush when, he's, we're, when we play three down linemen. He's that guy. He's that guy. We don't... The misconception with our defensive tackles is that's a guy who plugs up a lane. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's not a guy who just plugs up lanes. That's a guy who has to be ultra athletic, who has to have be a great football IQ, great vision. We ask a lot of our defensive tackles. We need a lot from our defensive tackles. That's why we go out and get guys like Howard Brown, who can do a lot, a lot of things like that. I think Hunter Deo, man, I don't know if we've ever had a guy like him in this program. We've had Lima. He's been, he was really good. We have new guys this year who we have yet to see. We've had some other guys before who – we're quick like that, but we're just small and could not hold 310 pounds. Could not. They just couldn't. Hunter Deo is every bit of a football player that you look for in this position. He is, he's definitely a four-star talent. He's really good. I think he's very under-recruited. I think he is all the SEC schools, all the – all the Big Ten, the elite uh, ACC schools would want this type of guy. But since he's in Council Bluffs, Iowa, I think a lot of these guys on this list have just not been found because they're in rural Iowa. Hunter Dale is one of them. Hunter Dale is probably one of the best players. Oh, man, I, I think he's awesome. And there's another guy who we're recruiting who I think is just, 
who's who's really good as well. Really good as well. And that's Taufik Thomas. Taufik Thomas, he also came out on an official visit. We'll talk about his friend, his teammate in, a, uh, in the next part of this uh, podcast. Taufik Thomas, what makes him good is he just has a huge frame. He's six foot five, 360 pounds right now. He's trying to lose the weight. He needs to lose the weight. If he gets down to about 315, he'll be excellent. He got invited to the five-star challenge, the same one that Rocco went to. He did all right. Getting invited to that means that you're one of the better players in the country of all the guys who are getting recruited. Like he, if he gets his body right, I think he will be a really, really good football player. Really good football player. He has great speed, great quickness for his size. I think that his top speed is limited, but that, I mean, he's so big. He's so big. I would kind of give him a player comp of Don Terry Poe. I don't know if he's as strong as Don Terry Poe is, but he's about as big. He's about as big. He's much more of a guy who you'd come in and would just be a force to reckon with so for the, the center and the guards to, to work with for the whole game. He's, he's a guy who I wouldn't say he's just there to plug up the holes, but he's a lot to handle. He's a lot to handle. You have to double team him to stop him. He's just so big. That's kind of the, that's kind of the, the point to make with Taufik. Taufik, he has offers a lot of places. He has offers to Miami. He has offers to Michigan. He has, he took an official visit to Kansas took an official visit to us and, and to Michigan. He has quite a few offers, but that's because he plays down in Florida at Gaither High School. He would be an exceptional addition to this team as well. But the two guys, we're looking at those two guys and we're recruiting for one spot. I think they're very good, but we have one spot open. So it, it's going to be exciting to see who, who's, who's going to come. I think that Hunter Deo, I think that he's committing within the next two weeks. I don't know when Taufik Thomas's timeline is, but he just released the top 12. So who knows? Who knows? But man, getting either one of those guys is, is one of the better guys that we've gotten in the past decade, no matter who we get. I'm really excited. I'm really excited for both those guys. I think both those guys will have excellent careers in college football and possibly go to the NFL. I think Hunter Deo has a, has a career in the NFL, no matter where he goes. Taufik, I think, I think he has a good shot. It's really about his bo body control for him and how he looks when he gets down to three, three ten at that weight. Let's talk about the defensive ends, man. I love defensive ends. You should too. They're fun to watch. And I'm going to bring up something that hurts. It's going to hurt a lot of you, you guys, you listeners. I've been, I was asked a lot about this on Sunday or excuse me, Monday about where this guy was going to go to school. Mario Algenio. He decided to go to uh, Michigan. Who knows what happened? Who knows? He decided to go to Michigan. He's, he's Taufik Thomas's uh, 
uh, high school teammate, really good player, six foot three, 240, really good pass rusher, re- outstanding, four star guy, top 300 guy in the class, really good, really good. He deserves those Michigan offers, he deserves the Miami offer. I know he camped at Clemson. I know he camped at Georgia. He did not get offers, but anyway, really good player. It hurt when he, we missed on him, but let me tell you a little something. Let me tell you a little something. We were recruiting two dudes that were really elite pass rushers in this class. One was Mario and this next guy who committed two days ago, our Mason Thomas. I'm going to put a hot take out there. Just quick little hot take. I think R. Mason Thomas has a higher upside than Mario does. Eugenio. I think R. Mason Thomas's upside is elite NFL player. I'm not just saying that. You look at his numbers. He runs a 4640. He'll probably get that down to low four fives in college. He might even get it into four four. His his broad jump is really, really far. His broad jump is NFL level. Average NFL player level. His high jump, average NFL play level. His agility numbers, average NFL play level. He's got a lot to go. He's 17 years old. Those are 21-year-olds who've been in college. Those are like SEC players, most like most of them, who've played in college, who've had SEC training, ACC, Big Ten training. He hasn't had that yet. He plays at Cardinal Gibbons High School. He's at Cardinal Gibbons High School training. Nothing against Cardinal Gibbons. It's not Alabama. <laughs> it's not Alabama. It's not even Iowa State. Iowa State's going to be one of the best. He's going to get much faster, much stronger, be able to jump farther, all that. He's going to really show out at the at the NFL Combine when he goes. What am I talking about? I think when he gets in our system, learns for about a year, gets his body right, because he's only 6'3", about 215 right now. He needs to get up to 240, 245 to really be effective in this league. He's not going to lose much of that speed, though. He has a lot of frame to put that weight on. A lot of frame. He's going to be an animal. When I showed his tape to Tyler, Tyler went, oh, that looks like Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons, the guy who got drafted in the first early in the first round of this NFL draft. He's going to the Cowboys. Excellent player. The reason why the Cowboys picked him, it's not that they had a need. He's just that good. Michael Parsons was just that good, so they picked him up. I think that R. Mason Thomas looks very similar to Michael Parsons. Very similar. Similar. He is a ferocious pass rusher. His speed, his speed, his athleticism is what really pops off the page. I think that he needs to work a little bit on his form. I think he needs to just get bigger, stronger, maybe even faster. And we're looking at 
we're looking at an all-time pass rusher here at Iowa State if he gets if he if he can get into the system and really work well in the system. I think we're looking at an all-timer. One of the all-timers. I think that Will McDonald's Will McDonald is going to set the bar high this year, really high. I think R. Mason Thomas could have a similar similar career if he puts in the work, if it works out for him. Man, really talented pass rusher. Really talented. Fast as heck. Go listen to that interview. He's a great guy, too. I'm super pumped that he decided to come here. He's an awesome player. On the other side, the day before, on that Monday, we got a commitment from Ikena Ogu. Holy cow! I did not see that coming. He's six foot six. He's about 225, 230 right now. He needs to get up to about 270. 265, 270. And that might be a little much, maybe 260, but he needs to get up. He needs to put on a lot of weight. And he has a big frame to put on that weight. Because he's going to be playing a lot like how any plays the position. We're going to have two anchors. We're going to have the nose guard, and we're going to have Ikena, who's on the one defensive end side. So we can have the other guy, whether it be R. Mason Thomas or whoever the pass rusher is, Johnny Wilson, Jaden Gray, whoever. Whoever the pass rusher is on the other side, they can kind of be the pass rushing presser so that these two guys can can take the double team and that guy can go one-on-one and get to the quarterback. That's kind of what these two guys are going to do in the pass game. However, Ikenna, what what any lacks with agility and being light on his feet, kind of, Ikenna Ezaogu is really good at that. He has really good lateral quickness where any might have struggled with that. Any was really strong. Any is really tall. He's a, he's a load to handle. He's really good at rush defense. Ikenna is really good at rush defense, but he's also really good at pass rush. Really good at pass rush. He's he's sneaky, slippery. I think he plays a lot like Preston Smith, even though Preston Smith is kind of an outside linebacker. I think he kind of plays the same way. Very athletic. Good at stuffing the run. Good at helping with the pass rush. Might not be the premier guy when he's in the pass rush, but man, he's he's really good. He has his potentials like all Big Twelve good. His potential, he's yeah. He'll be really good for the Cyclones. He'll get some playing time. He'll need about two years to really get in the system, get his body molded the whole lineman charade of getting your body molded, all that good stuff. He's really good. These two dudes, and we're done. We're done with defensive end. We're done. These are our guys. These two guys are, you kind of think of it like they're two different positions. One guy is kind of the maintain, close down the pocket guy in a Kenna. He's maintain everything don't let the run go crazy whatever and then you have the other guy who's the who are mason who's the missile just fire in there go get the quarterback go 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 
I'm pumped. I'm pumped for these guys. You should be too. These are some of the best defensive ends that we've gotten. This is a really good class. And the defensive tackle, either if we get Hunter Deo or Taufik Thomas, I'm going to be thrilled. I'm going to be thrilled. We're only going to take one. We're only going to take one. We took two last year. We're only going to take one. But, man, those guys would be stellar. This defensive line, if we get one of those two defensive tackles, this defensive line unit may be the best that we've ever landed here at Iowa State coming in for a class. Super excited. You should be, too. Let's talk about the linebackers. If you listen to the Carson Willick interview, we came in with only wanting two. We have three right now. And you want to know why? They're damn good. They're really good. Oh, yeah. I'm going to throw some hot takes out here. I can't wait. The thing that I'll say before, the thing I'll say before all that, before we get to the commits and everything, let me just say this. There's going to be a, there's going to be a conversation about this, and I don't know how to answer it. And that question, we've had this question before with other brothers. And people are going to ask, is Matt Rose a take? Are we going to get Matt Rose? What's going on with Matt Rose? Matt Rose is a really good football player. Matt Rose looks a lot like his brother when he plays football. Matt Rose has other Power 5 offers. I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be up to the coaching staff. And even if he is a take, I don't know if he comes here. He, got, he has a Stanford offer. And this is what I'll say. If we're ever going after a guy who has a Stanford offer, if they choose Stanford, guess what? That's what I would have picked. If I got offered by Stanford, I would have picked Stanford. It's a really good school. However, I don't know where he's going to go. If he, And this is all what I'll say. If we do have another spot, it's for him. Nobody else. And it's because he's a really good player. And if he wants to join up the team where his brother goes, then we might keep that spot open. Other than that, we're done. We're done. We're not even looking into the linebackers. Matt Rose came on an official visit. Who knows? If you ask me, I don't know. I have really no idea. Let's talk about our commits. <laughs> let's go. I'm so pumped. Let's talk about let's talk about the first guy. Let's talk about the first commit of the class. The guy who should be a four-star in Jacob Imming. This guy should be a four-star. He's so good. Let's just say this. When we saw those tweets come out from the coaching staff, all those gifts, all those eyeballs, all those, oh, everybody was like, what's happening? What's going on? When when it got word that it was Jacob Mimming, when I got word, I was like, oh, oh, we're doing that. We're doing that right now. Okay. I thought it would be Rocco. 
I thought it would be Rocco. I thought it would might have been someone else, someone that we'd never heard, even heard of. When I was told that it was Jacob Imming. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This guy, I, I said this on his podcast, the podcast of his interview. I got a text last year, like after the first game or something. I, I, it might have been last year, might have been the year before. I think it might have been his sophomore year. I got a text. It was during the season. It was like the first game of the season. I got a text from somebody saying, hey, what do you think about Jacob Imming? And my reply was, who's Jacob Imming? And then he goes, oh, you got to see this kid. This kid's running all over the field on offensive defense. He's crazy. And I get these texts a lot. I get these texts a lot because, yeah, whatever. People watch games and they want to know what I think. And I just decided, you know what? I'm going to go watch what this Jacob Imming guy looks like. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. What an impressive talent. I'm not sure what linebacker position he'll play. I think he'll play outside linebacker. We have found a really, really, really good player in Jacob Imming. He could play any linebacker position. He's really good at all of it. I think he plays middle linebacker for his high school. He's Instead of telling you that he's amazing, I'll tell you why he's amazing. If it's a power run up the middle, he will sneak through the defense, the tacklers, and tackle the guy at the line of scrimmage. He has really good awareness. He has really good mobility in within the, bo- the tackle box on the other side, I guess, on the defensive side. He's really good mobility through that dodging, uh, dodging blockers. If it's an outside run, he's fast enough to get the seal maintain the seal and agile enough to maintain the seal, which means that the guy doesn't, wasn't able to get inside of him. So if it's a run to the outside, he makes sure that the guy doesn't come back inside. Really, really good at that. Really good at shedding blocks as he's doing that. Excellent. Excellent. And he makes the tackles and he lays the lumber. Woo. He's awesome. In the past game, he's awesome. Really good in coverage. Really good. And when he's playing on offense, he's really talented. He's really fast. He's really athletic. We have not really recruited a linebacker like this. We we don't get many linebackers like this. I'll put it that way. What I have to say, what I kind of see a similarity in the only similarity I'll make to Mike Rose is when I first saw both their highlight tapes. When we offered Mike Rose, I knew that he was probably pretty good because we were offering a guy who was committed. And he was committed to a Mac school. And usually when we offer a guy who's committed somewhere, when this staff does, he's usually pretty dang good. That we thought, you know what, let's go try to get this guy. And let's go try to change his heart. He's already has his heart set on a place. Let's go try to flip it. Usually it's easier to get a guy who hasn't made up his mind already. Obviously. Why I thought they're comparable 
It's because when I put Mike Rose's tape on, immediately, even though he played defensive end, yes, Mike Rose played primarily defensive end in high school. Kind of, He kind of did a little bit of both. But when I saw Mike Rose's tape, I was like, oh, oh, we have to get this guy. Oh, oh, he's so good. This guy can't play in the Mac. This guy can't play in the Mac. He's, he's on a different level than everybody else that he's playing with. And he played in a pretty good conference in Ohio. He, he was on a different level. He was making all the plays. Every play. Every single play. He was awesome. I got that same feeling when I watched Jacob Immings tape all over the field, making the plays, involved in every play. Crazy, crazy good. If they were to go back and rank Mike Rose, if the recruiting services were to do it, they would give him a four star. They would. They'd probably give him a high four star. If they were to go back and rank Jacob Immings, probably after Jacob Immings' career, I probably would guess they would do the same. Here's the reason why. Here's the reason why. They probably aren't ranked as highly or whatever. <laughs> it's because it's because they uh they're not as flashy. And by the way, that fart noise was from my mouth. They're not as flashy. They're very efficient. And they make the plays that way. Very efficient. They're very athletic, but very efficient. You've seen flashy plays like guys throwing other guys over their head and knocking dudes' lights out, doing all that kind of stuff, and just chasing down like crazy. They're not flashy. Imming's not flashy. He just gets the job done, and he's very good at it. Very good at it. He's going to make all the tackles. He's going to... He's going to get sacks. He's going to get interceptions. He'll run them back pretty far. He's very athletic. He should be a four-star guy. I'm going to start saying that on Twitter. Give him the fourth star. Do it. Give Rocco back the fourth star. Give him the fourth star. Give a lot of guys. But Iming is one of them. The other guy, let's talk about some other guys. Let's talk, talk go in order of when they committed. Carson Willick. Carson Willick, we've heard on the interview, he's injured. He's not going to play his senior year, which stinks because I'm going to head down to one of those games to watch Ikena as I ogu. I wish he was playing, but uh, whatever. He reminds me a lot, Carson Willick does, of Jake Hummel. Carson Willick is not going to be that guy who's a crazy pass rusher. That's not what his strength is. That's what somebody else's strength is in this linebacker group. And he's much better in coverage. He's much better in all-around player. I think he's going to be an outside linebacker. He's going to be in pass coverage. He's going to be a kind of a multi-purpose player. He's going to be really good in our three-cloud defense. Really good. He's very fast, very quick, great decision-maker. Sure tackler, everything that you want to see. He's about 6'2", 6'1", 6'2", about 200 pounds. So he has a lot of growing to do. A lot of growing to do. 
but I'm very excited about him because he is a really good football player. And we talked about it in his in his interview. He'd only played one year of high school linebacker. High school is where it really gets real. And he played one year of varsity high school linebacker. And with the tape that he put together, I was astounded. Absolutely astounded. Because that, watching his highlight tape, it looks like it looks like a full year. He didn't even play a full year. Looks like a full year of high school linebacker. He was exceptional. He is the guy who cleans up the plays. He's a lot like Iming where he he can he's plays he can play the run, the inside run, he can play the outside run, he can play the pass. I think he's very good. I think he's a very good talent. Very good. Let's talk about in some guys' eyes, the main man, the middle linebacker. Will McLaughlin. Oh, that's a big boy. He's like six foot four. He's six foot four. He's going to be up 250 pounds, 255, 260 as a middle linebacker. The thing I'd say about him is we're going to get a lot of chitter chatter about people asking, is he going to play defensive end? I don't know. Okay. It might be up in the air that they might try him out at that. I know that he plays that in high school somewhat. Might be up in the air. Might be an experiment. He's a much better fit at linebacker in my eyes. Much better fit. That dude, man, that dude terrifies me. Honestly, I would be terrified of all these dudes. These dudes are freaks and scary. Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. You're not running away from Miming. You're not. You're definitely not running away from R. Mason. Will McLaughlin might be the scariest dude. That dude. That dude terrifies me in a good way. I can't wait to go watch uh, his game against Jacob Imming's team on September 10th. We're having a little tailgate there with all the listeners. I can't wait to watch their game because I can't wait to see him come out of the tunnel and just be terrifying. Because he looks like a WWE wrestler. He's probably going to be, I don't know, 230, 235 this year. As a high schooler, that is insane. That is insane. He plays very recklessly in a good way. He'll run into the backfield to to sack the quarterback, and he'll kind of throw his body around in a good way to make the play. He's very aggressive. Very aggressive. He's an old-school football player, and you love to see that on your team. Love to see that. He's terrifying, man. I think that he he just doesn't know how to play in the uh, coverage yet because he's played so much at defense vend and kind of blitzing linebacker that coverage might be a mystery to us, but he's very good. He's very good at shooting shooting the gaps, even in the middle of the line, the center and the the, the guard. He he blocked a ton, a ton of extra points this year, this past year. Blocked a ton of them. He's very good at shooting those gaps. 
He's he's a really good player. He's re- going to be really good at middle linebacker for us. He's going to be the great great field general. He's going to hold it down. I can't wait. All three of these guys are exceptional football players. Exceptional. And why do I say that? It wouldn't make sense for this for Iowa State. It would not make sense for them to go into a room and make up a plan of what they want for their football team, what they want for this recruiting class. It would not make sense for them to go into that room and go, hey, we're going to take two linebackers. And for them, then to just randomly take three. If they go into a room, make a plan, we want two, and they randomly get three, what that means is all three of these guys, all three of them are awesome talents. They cannot pass them up. No way can we pass up this talent. That's what that means. That's what you have to take away from this. We cannot, like, they looked at them and went, we need these guys. They want to come here. We'll take them no matter what. I don't, we don't care. We'll make room for these guys. That's what that means. That's what you see when you see this. We make room for these guys. That's how good they are. If one of these guys wasn't good enough, we tell them, eh, skedaddle. But we took all three. We're taking all three. Can't wait. Can't wait. I love linebackers, man. I love linebackers. I love defense. The whole thing. The whole thing's fun to watch. Especially watching the tape because you're just like, that dude is just ripping other dudes to shreds. Knocking people on the ground. Destroying them. I say this about every position. I love football. What's wrong with that? Anyway, these linebackers are stellar. This is probably the best linebacker unit that we've ever gotten. I think Jacob Mimming is a four-star talent. I think the other guys could get there. I don't think Carson Willick will get there on the services because he's hurt and he's not going to play. I think that Will McLaughlin might have a chance to get there. Definitely. But I think Imming, man... I think he has the best chance. McLaughlin, though, is right there. I mean, all three of these guys are some of the best that we've ever gotten here. I think all three of them will have really good careers here at Iowa State. Really good. I'm super excited. Man, buckle up. This is going to be fun. I can't wait. Let's talk about another one of my favorite positions, safeties. You know, I have 22 favorite positions on a football field. Safety's one of them. <laughs> Actually, two of them. Actually, three of them if you count our defense. Let's talk about the guys, some, some of this stuff here. We missed on Trayvon Howard. I don't know what happened. He went to Northwestern. Next. We have a couple other guys that we're recruiting that we're feeling out. I think that we'll see a few other guys come onto campus. I think for safety, I think we take two. We already have one committed. I think we take two. We have, we're recruiting one guy in D'Angelo Hutchinson. He's six foot three, 
He's about 180 pounds. He's going to need to put on weight to play this system. He's a heavy hitter. He's a playmaker. He's very good. He likes Iowa State a lot. He came for an official visit. The thing about him that I'm wondering, I kind of saw some video tape of him. We need to see him play against top competition, really. Really. He's pretty good, but he's playing a lot of wide receiver. We need more tape on him, to be honest. He's a really hard hitter. We need more tape on him, though. Another guy... Another guy is Scooby Davis, Elijah Davis. He was committed to South Florida. Another really hard hitter, about six foot, 175, 180. Really hard hitter, really good in coverage, mid three-star guy down in Florida. He's a guy that we're also kind of feeling out. He came from an official visit. I don't know what his timeline is. We'll talk about him more a little later. I think his timeline is going to be a little longer than most guys. I don't think this is going to be a tomorrow decision. He's a really hard hitter, really good in coverage, would be a nice pickup for the Cyclones. Let's talk about the guy who is committed, though. Jeremiah Cooper, just committed last Friday. It's about six foot, six foot one, 165, 170. That's really thin. For our safeties. We're going to need to put some bulk on that. We're going to need to get him up. He's six foot one. We're going to need to get him up to 190, 195. That's putting like 20 pounds on him. That's a lot. That's a lot. He has a senior season yet. And he'll get into the system. But let's talk about the good stuff. Ooh, can he hit? Oh man, can he hit? He has plenty of offers, too. Plenty of offers. He, has ba- he visited Baylor, SMU, Texas Tech, Kansas State. Those are his official visits all over the Big, Big 12. And I guess SMU is Dallas. But And he visited Iowa State, and he decided to come here. He has plenty of other offers. Man, he can play football. Duh. He's a really good football player. Really, really hard hitter. If he wanted to, I think he could transition to linebacker. He's not gonna. He's not gonna. But that's how good he is at stopping the run. That's how hard he hits. That's how good he is at tracking the ball on the ground in the running back's arms. He's really sure tackler as well. That's kind of his play style. He's very good at tracking the ball while it's on the ground. I think he plays that's um, in the strong safety positions, either the left or the right safety. I think he plays one of those positions because he's so good at stopping the run, at meeting them at the line of scrimmage and stopping the run. Very good movement in space. Very good at tracking the ball. That's where he really excels and just, whoo! Smokes them. Annihilates them. Get out of here, boy. Really, really good. His pass coverage is very good as well. He's a really high-end safety. I'm really satisfied with this pickup. Really satisfied. We're going to... Deion Broomfield's working his magic. 
He's working his magic. I hope he can work his magic on Jeremiah Cooper. We need these safeties to be good. Jeremiah Cooper was a hot commodity. He's out of El Paso. He's really good. Just adding to this elite class. We're going to get one more safety. I don't know where he's going to be from. I don't know who it's going to be. We're going to get one more. We'll find more. We'll talk about that on a later podcast. I think we're still sifting through who the guy is going to be. There's plenty of other guys that we may not even know about there. Let's talk about... Let's talk about cornerbacks. There's two guys, one of them committed. There's two guys that were kind of high up there on our board. For the longest time, like over the season last year, I was like, who are we going after? Who's who's on the list? Who are we going to get? Well, it came pretty clear this spring who those guys were going to be. Let's talk about the first guy, the guy who's not committed. Greg Delane. Let's talk, actually, hold up. Let's talk about the two different types of cornerbacks. I've mentioned this before. There's two different types of quarterback, cornerbacks. We've all seen them. There's the type like the honey badger, like Tyron Matthew, who they go, when they're playing, they're trying to make a play. When they pick off the ball, they can be a threat to run it back. They are really athletic. They're going to make a play. They look to make a play. You could play them on kick return. You can play them wide receiver. You can play them all over the field. It just happens that they want to play cornerback, so they do. That's what Greg Delane looks like. The other type is what you think of when you think of Darrell Rebus. Lockdown, super lockdown. You're not getting the ball, bud. You're not getting the ball today. That's what Noble Thomas is like. We'll talk about him a little later. He's already committed. Yada, yada. Greg Delane. Woo! He's showtime, baby. He's showtime. He's not rated yet by 24-7 or any of those, so it's kind of mysterious why. But when he's the type of guy who's a ball hawk, but when he has the ball in his hands, he's trying to take it to the house. Very athletic, very high jumper. He plays wide receiver for his high school. I think that's his primary position, actually. He's listed as an athlete by all the services. But I think that he, his future is at cornerback because of how athletic he is. He reminds me a lot of TJ Tampa, the current Iowa State cornerback who is going to make all the plays and can is a threat to take the ball to the house if he gets his hands on it. That's what Greg Delane looks like. I don't know if Greg Delane has as much athletic ability as TJ Tampa does. Not many people do. Not many on the face of this planet have that much athletic ability. Definitely not that much jumping ability. Oh, man. But I think that Greg Delane will be – would be an excellent addition to this class because of how much of a threat he is for taking it back. We've seen this a lot with Miles Purchase when he played. Miles Purchase is probably, he's a mixture of both. He could do both. He could be a lockdown or a super athlete at cornerback. He is both. 
But you saw this when Miles Purchase played high school football, where when the other team the other team wouldn't throw it his way because he was such a threat that if he picked off the ball, he was going to take it to the house. He would score a touchdown. Such a threat that they just didn't throw it that way. And then when they did throw it that way, he would intercept it. He, I'm telling you, I got to tell you this again. We're hearing about Jalen Knoll in practice. We know about Deion Silas. We know about Tyler Moore. We know about Eli Sanders. We know about those guys. Miles Perch is my, like the guy who I think is the best out of all of them. That's a bold statement by me. Miles Burgess, man, whoo, he's so good. Go back and listen to my defensive breakdown podcast of that class. It's one of the first podcasts that I did. I hope I'm right or my credibility's out in the toilet. <laughs> but anyway, I'm excited to see him. Greg Delane, all these, all these athletic cornerbacks come in different shapes and sizes. But he's one of those guys who is a threat to take it to the house if he picks off the ball. Let's talk about the guy committed. I'm excited for this guy. I'm really excited. Also, I got to add this. Greg Delane has an offer to Mississippi State. He has offers to a lot of group of five schools. So, he yes, he's a little bit unknown. But the SEC is starting to hear about him. Let's hope that he becomes a cyclone before he really starts to blow up. We were there first. Let's build that relationship. Noble Thomas, though. We're going to land all the Thomases. Noble Thomas, man, oh, man. Man, oh, man. He's definitely the lockdown type. He's very good. He's about six foot one, 180, which is a great size for a cornerback coming out of high school. Great size. He'll be able to defend any wide receiver that they throw at him. Any of them. He's a total lockdown guy. He doesn't leave, let him out of his sight. Anybody who's under 6'4", not going to stand much of a chance against him. He's very good. Very good. He, what he really excels at, I think, is getting himself in the right position. That's where he's very, very good. Whenever you see a guy get beat deep, get just get beat deep, and it, especially against a guy who's not Olympic level fast. When they get beat deep, that's because they made the wrong choice. Noble Thomas, what he's best at is making the right choice, putting himself in the right spot to not only make the play, but in coverage to... Just tell the quarterback, don't even throw it over here. It's not going to get complete. That's the th- like when you that's the the thing that hurts the most when you're just like, oh, why is nobody right by that guy? You know this as a Cyclone fan. We've seen this far too much. We saw this last year, some on our best season ever. Before that, we saw it like every damn game, <laughs> every game. We would see guys get beat deep like this. Just like, who's over there? Who's getting him? That's what Noble Thomas is really good at. Noble Thomas is re- has really good awareness to know to be exactly where he needs to be. 
And I know that there's a lot of you listening right now going, oh, thank gosh. Thank gosh that you're telling me this. That, oh man, you know, I don't need Deion Sanders back there. I just need somebody who's going to be in the right spot. Well, yeah, I do too. That's why I love him. He's going to be in the right spot. He's an excellent player. He's athletic. He's his good, good jumps, good hops. But he's a lockdown guy, and he's going to be in the right spot. Can you ask anything more of him? No. No. And he shouldn't. Man, I can't wait for these guys. I can't wait. This is the best class ever. Period. If it stopped today, period. Done. Best class. We'll see what happens when we get our defensive tackle. We'll see who our ever defensive backs are. But this right now, our linebackers, best in school history. Our defensive ends, right up there. Very high. Very high. I think we might see our Mason Thomas be a four-star by the end of this year. Whoever we get at defensive tackle, if it's one of those two dudes, very good player. Very good player. Great player. We got two defensive backs committed right now. Awesome players. Great. Exceptional. Stellar. We just need two more guys. We're going to take another corner. We're going to take another safety. We're going to take another defensive tackle. Everything else, we're done with those positions. We're done with linebacker. We're done with defensive end. Can't wait. Can't wait. And to add one more thing, let's talk about the punter, Tyler Perkins. Not going to spend too much time on this. He's the number two guy in the country. Period. Period. I don't know much about punting. I don't know how he kicks. I don't know any of that. But once you get the number two guy in the country, you're awesome. You're awesome. You're right where you want to be. Listen, we, we've never had a class come together like this where every guy is the guy that we want. Every linebacker that we wanted is the guy that we said on our list, number one, two, and three. I don't know what order it was, but that was one, two, and three. When we look at our defensive ends, those were our top five defensive end targets. Definitely. Definitely. I'd probably say top three, both of them, defensive end targets. Cornerback, we got a great one. We, we found him later in the sp spring. We got a great one. That's a guy that Deion Broomfield brought in. Great one. Jeremiah Cooper, a guy who Deion, uh, Deion Broomfield landed. Great one. You look at that offense we talked about yesterday. A lot of great players around there. Guys, we're starting to see it. It's the best class that we've ever had. Get excited. All these guys can play. Now, you'll hear a lot of teams, other guys from the team out east, say that they didn't want any of these guys. Bullshit. All those linebackers they wanted. 
They wanted our tight ends. They wanted our linemen, our offensive linemen. And you know what? I think they'll try to go after a couple of our other players. Guess what? It's not going to happen. It's not. Want to know why? Iowa State's the better program right now. We have better coaches who are better people. We have better facilities. We have a way better weight training staff. We have a better culture here. We have a team that wants to play here. That's why these guys are coming. We don't have tradition. We don't have history. We don't. We don't have that going for us. But what we do have is everything else. You want to know something? Recruits aren't playing in the past. They're playing right now. And right now, Iowa State's one of the top teams in the country to go play for. I'm super excited for this. And I'm very biased to Iowa State. Duh. I have a recruiting podcast about it. I've never seen it like this before, where everything is gelling. Everything, our facilities, our training staff, our coaches, everything. And it's all doing it the right way. Damn it, we're going to win 11 games this year in the regular season. Maybe 12. You think, you think any of these guys will decommit then? No. They want to be a part of this. These guys want to be a part of this. And we'll remember this class as the class that, no, they didn't, they didn't bring it to us. That was David's class. Rock Purdy's class may have elevated us to a Fiesta Bowl. This class right now will elevate us to being a playoff team. A team that's going to compete for playoffs every single year. Eventually, in five years, if it all stays together, we'll be a blue blood. Clemson's a blue blood. They came out of nowhere. There's other teams that are considered blue bloods that are not nearly as good as Iowa State is. We recruit the right guys. I'm, oh man, I'm super pumped for this. You should be too. If you have any questions, please join the Discord. Send me them in the Discord. I'd love to answer them. We're looking at a really good class here, guys. There's no way about it. That's why I'm talking so highly of these guys. I've never seen anything like it. There's other classes. I'm not going to name any names, whatever. Not, not here. There's other classes I've looked at that, not really any Campbell ones. But before, where I'm like, yeah, half these guys can't play. I knew some of the guys, the second they committed, I was like, these guys aren't playing here. And guess what? They didn't. A lot of these, every single one of these guys I can see playing at Iowa State. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. Not only are they good enough, I think they will play. They're all super talented dudes. Get ready, guys. Strap up. We're going to have a wild ride for the next five years. You think that Fiesta Bowl felt good? Just wait. We're coming for that playoff. And if it becomes a 12-team playoff, we're there every year. 
with this class, we're not having a drop off next year when we lose some guys. I'm I'm ready to go. I'm ready to run through a brick wall. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. This is such a blast to do. I can't wait to hear what you guys think of this episode. Man. I, I, I'm going to end on this. If you would have told me three months ago that anybody would have cared to listen to this, I would have questioned. I would have questioned how many you said there would be. I would have questioned that it probably wouldn't be me. I was waiting for a long time for somebody to come out with a recruiting podcast. And apparently so were, so were many of you. I didn't think I was the right guy to do it. I didn't have very many friends growing up. I, I had terrible anxiety for the longest time. I couldn't talk into a microphone. I would stutter the whole time. And it's been, and to be honest, it's been kind of difficult to do this. Because I feel myself trying to go back to stuttering. But man, it's been worth it. It's really been worth it for me to do this. And I thank you guys for listening. And even though at the beginning it was kind of rocky and shaky, I thank you guys for staying here and listening and keep coming back and being very supportive. Because this was, it was something that I wanted somebody to do for years. Because I didn't know if I had the strength to do it. I didn't know if I had the courage to do it. I didn't know what was going to happen. I'm so glad that I did it, though. I think that everybody should try to go do something hard. Because this is really freaking hard for me. Because I am mortified. It's why I'm mortified of whatever the criticism for doing something like this. I say that I don't, I'm mortified. I don't care what people who hate me think. I care about what people who like me and want to support me think. That's why I don't use my real name. But you know what? I feel like it's time to like tell you my first name. Because like that, that whole worry has been lifted. My first name's Eric. So if you want to call me Eric, you can call me Eric. But yeah, like for the, for the longest time, I was terrified. I was terrified of being who I was. Because I felt like nobody cared. And for the longest time, nobody did. Growing up, nobody did. Nobody cared. Nowhere, nobody cared. And shit, now people do. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. It's been awesome. Go Cyclones. <laughs>